You're now about to go deep with Dan Good. What's up, everyone? Well, today on the podcast, as you can see, for those who are watching, we're doing something a little different. Or should I say, I'm doing something a little different. Today, I'm flying solo. That's it. No guests. I'm just straight, intimate, me and you. That's how we're doing it today. Uh, the guys that we've had on the crew the last couple of episodes um, has been bouncing around from a few sets at the moment and um, so have I with the acting and we just haven't quite um, seamed up with our schedule. So this is what we're doing. I mean, I want to get one out for you um, just before Christmas time, you know, with the craziness that's happening and thinking about you guys i'm showing you some love let's do this but it's it's going to be something different it's going to be fun because this way uh we, yeah we can all be i can be a lot more intimate with you and um just basically share my knowledge that i've learned in the industry um so far and the probably coming up now like eight nine years that i've been in the industry and also what we've learned from um a lot of the guests we've had on this year. So it's sort of a year in review, I guess you could say it in that regard. Um, you might wonder, for those who are watching also, why I have the headphones still on, but I've got to check the audio and make sure it's right. And my next door neighbour has decided to start playing some like old school 70 tunes that I can hear and it's really throwing me out. So that's how we're doing it right now. Um, yeah, so today, let's get into it. But that's the thing with, um, with acting as well, or whatever you're really doing, there's a lot of solo endeavors and there's a lot of things that need to be done when you have um a crew to actually work with um like i just said i'm flying solo today um we have to make it work how we make it work you know uh you have an audition due last minute sometimes you don't have any acting friends that uh you need to call upon just to even help you set up the camera and stuff never alone obviously if you need a character and someone to actually physically um, play off of and with energy and emotion and everything which is um, highly recommendable because it can be a bit stale talking straight to camera unless you're an absolute whiz um but that's how it goes so today you know we're adapting we're, do we're doing this solo and that's one thing that i guess i've learned from basically all the guests that have been on um this year and from my own endeavors in this industry, you know, you, you just got to back yourself. And I've said it before, if you've listened to it, but if you don't back yourself, how can you ever expect anyone else to? And that's just the fundamentals of it really, because people thrive off that confidence and belief. And that's what generally uh, attracts you to them. And, you know, and, and it's the reason why sometimes, you know, they'll cast you in a project because they're just like, well, this, look at the hustle of this person, you know, they're going hard. For example, Anissa, that was on the first episode. I know her from acting, acting, filmmaker, writer, producer, you know, you name it, she's really done it in the industry. Um, then doing stand-up comedy, you know, and that, that was something that she found by herself out in Sydney when she threw herself um you know, into the deep end, so to speak, moved there again off her second chance, which she did originally go there and study at NIDA and things like that. And as she spoke about, which was one of the highlighting clips, is that she emotionally just wasn't there and ready for it. Um, I think a relationship basically broke down. Um, she was studying. She's a good actress. She she got props all around, you know, but and she learned a lot and, and grew from the experience, and that's what you take from it. But she decided she had to come back home, you know, and re refocus on herself and, and get that confidence back within herself and that belief and keep going. And then she ended up being here for another few years, you know, doing a lot of things in the, in the industry here and where I met her on Thor Ragnarok, you know, on set and really hit it off with her. And we became friends and she came, she obviously, yeah, started on her comedic uh, journey and just kept hustling at that. And I was watching her the whole time and I was like, geez, look at her go. You know, this is awesome because I actually got interested in stand-up comedy at the time as well. Well, around a similar time and, you know, went up a few times and loved it. And that was a huge confidence booster for me also and something that I draw a lot from, even if I don't ever go up on stage again, which I think I will. But, you know, for now I'm focusing more on the acting, podcasting side of things and, and filmmaking, which we're working on at the moment. Um but yeah, what she did, she came back, she did that, she went over there and then she, she went um, with her comedic stuff. And then the other thing that she did to back herself was she had been doing it for about a year or two of a couple of years and she had a lot of material there that she wanted to use. And she's like, you know what, I'm kind of getting a bit sick of this material. I need to, I want to go down another route now. I want to start, you know, I've got a lot more life experiences. I've learned with uh, the comedy that I've been doing and I want to go further with it. So I need to do a special. I need to film something and do it here. And 
specials hard to come by whether you're in Australia or you're in America with a lot of comedians or anywhere in the world doing comedy. Uh, it's hard to get that back and, you know, to get a specialist top line bloody comedians that can't get, can't get specials on Netflix or any other platforms. And she went out there and she put her own money up with, um, with, I believe it's Sam that came in there and, um, featured headline with her and she went around Australia doing her comedy. She backed herself. She booked out the events. She got into certain comedy festivals and things like that. And just, yeah. And she, she also filmed it and I went there and I watched her comedy session. It was great. Like what she did comes out in a wedding dress at some point. There's a lot of material about that being, um, you know, the clucky bride to be, um, and playing on all those scenarios, but it was, it was really funny. She did an awesome job with it and she even had her mic go out on set while she was doing it. And she still soldiered on like a trooper because like a true performer, you just have to improvise and things aren't always going to go your way as you can see. And that's just what you got to do. You got to just keep hustling. You just got to keep going at it and just keep doing it because at the end of the day, you got to back yourself. And she actually had some, unfortunately, I think she was about halfway, three quarters of the way through her uh, tour and COVID hit. And we all know how that shut down most of the world, obviously, pretty much the whole world for a certain um, portion of time. And then, so she had to, you know, revitalize. And I think she may even be back in Queensland now, I believe I did see. And she's writing a game, producing, and I think she's getting, she's getting things rolling. Um, and I think she's even picked up possible grants or a couple of things that means that she's going to be able to fund her movie that she's doing. And that's all with her hustle. It's all pay homage to her because, and that's what you got to do. And as I said, like as an actor and a performer, you get those situations where you get generally get an audition last minute. <laughs> Let's face it. We all know that from your agent calls you up. Oh yeah. I need this in by tomorrow morning by like nine o'clock preferably. And I know it's only six o'clock at night now, but um, yeah, it's, you got to drop what you're doing and get this done. And so you got to learn the material and you got to sort it out. You got to set up your camera. You got to do your thing. You know, it takes a while. It's taken me a while to set this lighting up and everything in here and um, get the position right because it's the first time I'm shooting something like this in here. Um, shot heaps of auditions in my room. Um, yeah, and in this room, sorry. And it's just what you got to do. For instance, I did one um, two days ago in here and it's just about getting that lighting right, you know, and the little things that you got to adjust to get it. But it's sometimes those little things. I know performance wins out overall and let, let's face it that's what it is and cast type and what they're actually looking for in the role but you can surprise them i mean that's part of your performance that's how why you're a performer and when you when you do that it's just you know you can't let those things fluster you you know and, and they will because you're only human and that's rightfully so but then you gotta you gotta relax yourself and you gotta go about what you're going to do and that's another thing that i that i really wanted to talk about today as well is um something that i've learned through so many uh, moments in this industry is um, you got to prepare yourself for what you got to go and do. You got to look after your instrument and you would have heard that in acting classes. And I'm sure that there's other people that have heard that, but instrument being yourself, your body, your mind, and your energy and everything you've got going on in here, because we all know that the camera doesn't lie when you go straight on. And if you've got something going on in your mind and it's just working over and you're thinking about your lines or you're thinking about whatever you're thinking about, the window to the soul, those eyes, you're going to see that on camera. And while you're spitting out lines, that's all you're fucking doing, spitting out lines, a part of my French, but that's what it is. And you're not connecting with your scene partner or you're not connecting with the camera. Therefore, you're not connecting with the audience that you have at home actually viewing the finished product six months to two years or whatever behind uh, down the line, you know. Um, so with that being said, there's a lot of things that I've found personally um, that works and a lot of things that don't work. Um, and I know in this game, it's easy to give your energy when you're first starting off to everyone else around you. Cause I did that exactly that. When I got into this game, I absolutely loved it. Sure. It was nerve wracking. It was scary. First time on camera and all that. And for the first 20, 20 times on camera, you know, um, and the camera doesn't lie once again. So you see those nerves and that's just something you got to work with and getting used to seeing yourself on camera, which is another whole aspect in itself. But with that, you got to get comfortable with it. And that only goes from experience and from doing more stuff on camera. The more you can do on camera, the better you're going to get, the just more comfortable you're going to be. And then you're actually able to go somewhere with what you're trying to perform before there's, there's a whole level to start off with before you reach up and go through to actually getting a, a solid and an amazing performance out of, out of yourself. And so, yeah, taking, taking care of yourself is the one. And 
when you get on there, I know it, it's amazing being on a film set and it's like a whole other world from the one we live in. And people that are in this industry will understand what I'm saying because it's just like time just has no relevance when you're on set. You're just going at it and you walk out sometimes, especially those long studio days and things like that, and you're just like, I don't even know what day of the week it is. I don't, I can't even remember what happened because um, you're just having so much fun and you're having an absolute ball on there. And what that is is you, you're giving your energy to other people on set as well. Um, and I'm guilty of it because I just want to connect with people. Naturally, that's why I want to do this podcast. That's why I do what I do because I want to connect with people through the cinema, the the characters I create, the art form and whatever avenue it is, that's what I'm trying to do, you know, evoke some sort of emotion out of people, inspire them, whatever it is. That's, you know, that's a couple of things for me, but yours might be completely different, you know. And what you're doing there is you're giving energy to other people, you're giving energy to the project, which is what you do. You're signed on there to do a job, you know, um, whether you're a crew member or you're an actor and performer, extra support, bit part, major leading character you know it's the same same um it just the stakes get higher as you go through and that's something that you got to protect yourself with and yeah so you, you you're on set you're having a situation you're just talking to people that's great you're, you're connecting you're networking and we all know that's what it's about in this industry it's not what you know it's who you know for a lot of it and you, that's great but there's a point where you got to go and do your job and you got to perform and there's a lot of exercises out there that you can't do, but and you've probably heard this before, but meditation is a godsend when it comes to actually getting yourself and your instrument ready to perform. And it's something that I learned that I didn't know because I'm the type of person that I'm, I'm just go, 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 go all the time, like dog with a bone. Once I've got that big shiny bone, I just want to keep going, you know, and I'm just ready for it. And yeah, it's... The way, the way it's gone down for me in certain um, places with that is that go, go, go. I love giving my energy to everyone. I want to help them out. I want to do things with everybody. But when you go to come time to perform, you need that energy. You need that within you to give the performance that you need. We all know after doing something like that on camera and people won't know that aren't in the industry, but the people that are listening are probably people that obviously are in the industry, hopefully. And... We know what it's like when it comes to that. You've got to give so much and it's so tiring. Once you get off, you're like, oh my God, it feels like I've just ran a marathon and lifted like weights for three hours. Like you're just physically and emotionally exhausted and it's crazy. But so meditation is one thing that I've found. And for someone like me too, my mind is going a million miles an hour all the goddamn time. And I bet you're saying right now that that's you as well. But it works. You just got to take it in small steps. You just got to keep consistent with it. Once you commit to it, just keep doing it. Whether it's five or it's 10 minutes, morning and night, one or the other, you just got to keep consistent and do it every day. And that's just part of it. And it grounds yourself. I don't know if you've heard that expression before, but you probably have, whether you're spiritual or not, it's grounding yourself and feeling like your feet are actually on the ground, not that you're up in the sky, you know, and it's, and you're all over the place when you're not grounding yourself and like simple exercise, like going outside and walking on the grass or being out in nature, like with bare feet or being out in nature, just, it's a primal instinctual thing. It's in our DNA, whether you like it or not, whether you're an outdoors person, you're connected to it in some way. And believe me, it, it, it serves you great purposes to get out there and do it, whether it's for 20 20 minutes at a time or an hour or hours and days, it's only going to be better for you. So meditation is one. And there's definitely been a few exercises that I've found too. And I'll just say this book right here at one point, I probably about four years, five years into my um, career was this book here that I got a hold of because I did a certain acting class at the factory studio here in Brisbane. Um, and this is no acting, please beyond the method, a revolutionary approach to acting and living by Eric Morris and Joan Hitkins. Okay. So it's the Eric Morris technique, basically, that's what it's came from. And I learned it from a guy by the name of Charles Allen at the studio there. He actually studied under Eric physically himself in LA, um, for years and years on end. Um, and so he sort of, I guess you could say reimaginative, uh, redid the technique so you could learn it in class. And like he studied years and years and years and years and hours and hours upon hours a day of doing this. I mean, you can never study too much and, and, and practice too much, you know, and play. Um, 
But he sort of, what he was trying to teach was breaking it down into little tools and systems that you can use. You know, you're not going to take all that information away straight away. And whether you like doing classes or you don't, they're beneficial. But being on camera is the main thing at the end of the day and just just going at it um, and doing what you do because that's where you learn. I, if you like me anyway, I'm hands-on approach, you know, so something like that is kind of hard to sit down and read sometimes, believe it or not. Um, but actually playing and doing it is where a lot of beneficial growth comes from afterwards that's strengthening the mind reading that kind of stuff as well but understanding the material as well is another thing and that's what it is you can't take it all in at once we only um retain a certain amount of information i think it's like something like one in 11 or no one in, i think one in eight times so like you, you're gonna say you listen to a five-hour podcast you're probably going to get four hours of material uh, 40 minutes or something of material you may actually learn um the first time so you gotta listen to it over and over and over again with audiobooks and things like that that's what i more mean i know you're not going to probably listen to podcasts over and over but if you listen to this i love you for it over and over again <laughs> um but yeah with, with that um and breaking it down into little tools there was exercises that we did first in class and you know before we even did anything we, we needed to prepare our instrument before we actually did any class work and he had us for so long i you know he said he, we were going to do it for 10 minutes so i swear it was like 25 minutes i don't even know but Something transformative happened when I was doing it. So you got us to lay like right on the ground. So we're grounding ourselves. I mean, we were in a building obviously, but it's somewhat connected to the ground. We felt the flat surface beneath us and that's it. And it's sort of getting yourself out of your own head and stopping the thoughts as well. But it's okay if the thoughts come in because it's only natural for that to happen. And you don't want to fight it because if you're fighting it, you're just elevating the thoughts even more. You just let them come and go. And that's basically it. And that was kind of the exercise was we were just there doing deep breaths. And you notice if you're watching, I close my eyes because that helps. You don't want that outside stimulus as much as you can. You're trying to shut that out and you're breathing and you're feeling it through your diaphragm and how de everyone breathes differently, whether it's deep in your diaphragm or just like little breaths. It is what it is. Your lung capacity is different, obviously. And it just allows you to focus on something else, I guess, but on focusing on that, it unfocuses your mind on everything else and you can slowly untangle your mind as into what you're actually thinking about. And that for me, like I said, was a transformative experience. So I was there just doing those deep breaths for so long. I got really like tingly. It was weird, but just got really tingly. And there was points where I honestly felt like I was floating. And this was like, I tried to meditate a few times before. And no, 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 no. My mind's too crazy. It doesn't work. Whatever, you know, the whole time I can't do this just, you know, talking myself out of it, basically, in all, in all honesty. <sighs> Sorry, it's hot in here. I've got to keep hydrating. Um, and with that, I was just felt like I, it was like almost an out-of-body experience, you know, and I was like, whoa, this is powerful, man. No wonder these monks can do it for days on end or whatever they do and they just go into a whole nother like spiritual realm or whatever you want to call it, you know, much like I guess taking DMT or any of those psychedelic experiences, um, but doing it naturally because, you know, naturally your mind does um, have the, the molecule of DMT and it produces it in your body um, and your mind, sorry. And the, going down that road, it was just, I was just like, whoa, this is crazy. And I felt so much load and pressure go off my mind, off my temples, off just everything really in my whole body. And, and then sort of through the exercise after the breathing for a while, he got us to start doing something. And this is a sensitizing exercise is what it's called. And it's part of the breakdown in the Eric Morris technique there. But and it's the same with Chabak technique and quite a few other ones, you know, they're just sort of all like hybrids of Stanislavski method acting, you know, um, and that's a great book in itself as well. But they, and they're hybrids off that because I believe they either learned under him or in some degree of that or took a lot of methods and they've just sort of made their own methods out of it, um, which is, you know, naturally how things go. We just adapt to different situations. We get more knowledge with things, but it's funny how simplistic times brought maybe some of the best methods because we had less distractions in our life and that's a whole other podcast in itself. <laughs> um, but yeah, with that and the sensitizing, so it was like, and it's a form of meditation at the same time. It's the same as if you get any meditation app or how you go to a guru or whatever you, however you learn it and 
what it is is so you're going through your body and you're scanning it down and, I, and i've learned uh, they've done this at nida as well it's like a golden honey drip coming through your body and it fills it up from the bottom to the top or whatever it is but a good one to work is like scanning basically your body and if you got any imaginative skills like imagination like me you can actually physically make the whole room up like you're in a star wars goddamn sci-fi movie or something and it scans your body that's where the mind comes in you know it's just be- it's a beautiful thing to have that but whatever if you don't have that that's, <laughs> that's just my I might be freaking weird that what that's why but um when you're doing that so it's going down and it's scanning your body right and what you're actually doing is you're addressing any discomfort that you feel within your body within your mind and you're just addressing it and you're moving on you're keeping that scanning process going right down your body that whole time and it doesn't matter how quickly or how how slowly it actually goes down it's just as long as it's working and once you're actually addressing that something like that is going on you don't stay on it, as I said, because you're just giving more power to it. You're just moving on from it. Okay, I can feel something in my temples. Yep, now I'm moving, it's moving down. I'm going past my mouth. I'm going past my chin. Uh, my shoulders have got a bit of a knot on the left-hand side shoulder. Keep going down. So I'm just, what I'm doing by addressing that is I'm alleviating it. And it's funny, but it works. It sounds funny, it sounds weird, but it works. And if you've practiced this before, you know what I'm talking about. And what you do is that alleviates it. So you have more facilities about you within your mind and in your body to go and do the work that you're doing. It's just, it's a very simple meditative exercise you can do at home. And whatever you want to give it a name to, you don't have to call it meditation, whatever you want to call it, but it's sensitizing. So you're just feeling those senses in your body so you can move forward and go and do your work properly. And that's just like scraping the surface of the meditation aspects of everything. And it's a really powerful tool for you to get ready to go and do your work for your instrument. And then you, you, then you go into your craft, which is the things you've learned, your techniques, everything that you've learned. Then now you're prepared to actually do something and there you're prepared to do the work. So for a long time when I was first doing this, I was go, 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 go at everything I was doing. And... It served me purposes because the hustle was real. The hustle was recognized. I got a lot of roles doing it that way and networking and everything that I do, you know, like however way you do it, that worked for me. But there was a point that I got to and I wanted to deepen what I was doing, deepen my connection to the characters, to the roles, to everything that I was playing, deepening the connection to the people that I was playing opposite from. And I don't know if you like me, but I love playing off with other people because I can personally feel their energy. I can feel that connection through the eyes, through the body, just through the sheer energy that's exchanged there. And I'm better that way, you know, but you got to learn to do it yourself because like this, you're auditioning by yourself possibly doing things to camera like I'm doing right now and I, and I got to be able to connect with something you know and that's within you you know you're doing a monologue or you're doing a film and you've got a big huge monologue that you're doing and those are some of the biggest scenes that you'll get in a film because it's just you and that goddamn character in that moment and that's some of the heaviest scenes of any great actor has epic monologues go down the list you'll watch it you'll see it you'll know what i'm talking about and the real actors shine in there or you can fall and that's where you see where the good acting comes from you know and having that connection is just uh, that's what it's all about and that, that's just the, some simple exercises that i've sort of found very very beneficial and a daily life scenario of not getting um, agitated by your work colleagues or anything that's going on in your life you know like you really have to ground yourself and you just have to check in with yourself and see where you're at it's just such an important thing to do. I couldn't stress it anymore. So I've had, I was go, 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 go for a long period of time. And then you have things that go down and happen. And, and like I said, I wanted to deepen it. And I was like, okay, I was getting those moments where I was acting alongside people and I was connecting. I'm like, whoa, you just look at each other. That's all you need to do. And you know that you've connected because they're just like, yeah, yeah, that was the one, you know. And when you're starting out, and if you're not a goddamn natural, those things, those happening in fleeting moments, it might only happen once or twice in, in the whole time you're filming. But when you get better at what you're doing, that's when the connections get better with yourself, with your own mind and body, but with the people you're playing off of. And, you know, every great actor out there has a lot of good tools to them. And they've started from somewhere, you know, they weren't just some were obviously goddamn naturals uh, and born that way, but that's another story of yourself. If you're not, doesn't mean you can't be the best actor going around. You just got to work harder than what 
they did or work harder than the person next to you, which is something that Will Smith and a lot of top actors um, say in their lives, you know. I got that one for Dr. Dre too, you know. It's just outwork the person that you're next to in the room. And you're gonna be, you're gonna achieve greatness, no matter what it is in your own way. That's that's what you're gonna do, and so to, to be able to to do that, and yeah, I found myself in ways after like about four or five years in the game, as I said, and there was a few roles that come up and a few things that can happen, and things just happen on set. You can't control them sometimes. It's just out of your control completely. You know, uh, the director might cut lines from you. The other person may try and cut you off in the scene. God forbid you're working with someone that is trying to like be detrimental to the characters you're playing or whatever or want the, the limelight. And let's face it, there's people out there that do that. And they're going to fuck with you on the side of the camera. And that sucks, man. That's, that's not a good person to be working with. But sometimes you have that. And you've got to have the ability to actually adjust and and be able to confront that head on, you know, and have the tools to do that and being able to ground yourself and, and get back into your own mind and body and figure out where you're at and then be completely unfuckable, basically. And excuse my language, I'm probably swearing, swearing a little bit right now, but hey, that's what you got to get to because you don't want that person to affect the performance that you're trying to give. And, you know, these things happen where directors cut lines, producers come in, they're running around everywhere. There's just shit going on. Lights crash over, something happens, a take happens. I've been hit in the face by a gun before when I was doing a film a, a little while back, like a year or so ago. Um, and he, he's like a trained martial artist and all this. It was just happened to be we we're in close quarters. It was a little bit of improvisation. We were both trying to, he had the gun on me and we were trying to, he, he took it off me and I went, I was struggling with him and went to take it back off him. And it was just a slide. Well, and I got a, um, the butt of the, of the gun straight to the temple bleeding straight away luckily it was like we didn't even need to do that take we already had everything we wanted to get and that's how it goes doesn't it get whacked in the face you know and bleeding but it was funny it is what it is you know you take that sometimes in the indie game we all know we've done some random things that um <laughs> just happened i could i could go a few stories and maybe i'll tell you about them soon of just random things that i have done um you know it is what it is I, my my sort of philosophy on that is I'm going to do anything that gets the, the footage you want, director. I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm a yes man in that regard. Let's do it. You know, I'm all for trying new things and just seeing where we go with it. Um, like I say, you got to be able to roll with it. you got to be able to roll with the punches and, and that can affect you. You may be pissed off, but you're going to have to deal with that later. But you are going to have to deal with it now too in a certain aspect to alleviate your frustrations, your anger, whatever it is that has happened. you got to alleviate it because you need to go and do a job and you need to get back to that zen zone within yourself so you can work and you can move forward. It's just the way it is. And... There's so many other things that can happen, you know, in your life that throw you completely like that and you've got to build your confidence back up. I've had it personally, you know, and not having the tools about me at, at certain points there where I was in my career, I just didn't know how to deal with some of the situations that were happening on set and, you know, and that was a huge learning curve for me personally and I'll probably talk about it when I eventually um, do a podcast with one of my friends where things like this have happened on movies, you know, and we'll talk about it. It will come up. I don't need to go down that road by myself. I'm just trying to help you to be a better version of yourself with your performing at whatever you do really if you're watching this um, because I believe it can be beneficial to anyone and even any avenue that you're actually going down. Well, why not? Let's uh, let's let's just switch it up for a minute and um, bring some humour there. Sorry for the cracking bottles, but that's the way it goes. Got to hydrate. Um, some funny things that happen on set. I've been in back alleyways shooting a music video, and let's face it, when you're doing some sort of stunts or whatever you're doing. There really should be proportions come to play, but sometimes when you're in the indie game, you don't get that opportunity. And um, I've been hit, had to be hit from behind. So once again, that creates a whole lot of uh, avenues for things to go wrong um, where the wild swings and you're supposed to fall on the ground, you know, and anything to get the shot. We didn't even have pads or anything on the on me or on the ground or anything. <laughs> Put down a couple of thin, tiny, thin cardboard boxes and I fell on those like 20 times. It hurt. Maybe had a little bit of damage on that everlasting, but 
uh, that those things just happen, you know, and you level commit. You're not going to be asked to do that on every set you go on or any set at all, really, probably. They're going to ask you if you're okay with it. Me being me, I roll with it, you know, and that's just what I do because I'm all about the art and I'll do anything to make the great shot, you know. Um, some funny ones that happened. Uh, I was doing a feature film a while back with one of my good mates, uh, J.R. Hill, who really hopes to get on the podcast very soon. Um doing his uh his first feature film alpha Mastion, italian mafia film based on the gold coast and i was playing a character called uh detective tobias kane loved it every minute of it you know and that was one of those sets where i brought all the energy i goddamn had into that and made the best friends had the greatest time one of the best experiences of my life um and a lot of the times i was there when i wasn't acting and i was actually physically giving my energy to everyone else i was reading lines with uh the actors i was help coaching little aspects if needed to but jeremy's a great director he's got that all over we had some really good actors on there um but i gave a lot of my energy to everyone and and i found myself at the end of that project just left like fuck what, what if I got left? I had nothing left of myself almost. And that sucks to be able to go and move to a next project or whatever else you're trying to do in life. And so I, that was a big learning curve for me that I had to go down. And, um, that was, that was a tough time, you know, and, but I did, and I got back into swing of things very quickly. Um, and later on I had a, even more of a, a downfall in that regard with different sets. Um, that was the biggest learning curve for me probably in the game, to be quite honest with you. Um, but I think I might talk with him about that when he's on. We'll see we'll see how that goes, but that'll come up at some point. But funny thing that happened when we were on sets, oh, there's so many, I couldn't even probably remember half of them, but there was one scene where I had to, um, I had uh, the character that I was playing um, off of, Anthea David, one of the other officers. Um, she was in there with me and we were doing a scene. Um, so we were like, I had a wife, did the duty on the wife with her. She was pissed when she found out I had a wife. We got teamed up on a case, which sort of sets up for a whole different dynamics of things. But later on down the track, um, we got together again and we were working a case together as well. And at one point, you know, as you do, you do those crazy sexual endeavors. But um, one of the scenes that Jeremy wrote in there, which was freaking hilarious, um, was that ooh, I had to get hot wax poured on my balls for that sudden sensation. Um, apparently people do that for enjoyment. Um, me being me at the time, I knew it was coming up, obviously. And... Um, like I was pre-warned and the funny thing we did was we had a few drinks. We were a tight-knit crew, you know, um, cast and crew. We were having drinks together, you know, um, one of the nights before and we were at uh, Jeremy, the director's uh, mother's house, uh, Aileen. What's up, auntie, if you're watching? Um, we were there at her house. and She's going to hate me saying this if she hears it. But, um, yeah, so what happened was we were having a few drinks. We were around at the house and uh, we knew the scene was coming up and everything and um, – uh, Jeremy's uh, missus at the uh, current missus uh, was she was like wardrobe makeup everything amazing at what she does um, like she had like these uh, like brief th briefs that were like skin colored like naked briefs whatever you want to call them and she's like here Dan I want you to wear these when you do it and me being me I'm just like anything for the shot I don't want to wear these I'm gonna I'm gonna do this method acting approach this is this is what's up this is how we're doing it so I did it and we um, tried it out the night before actually. And uh, that was interesting because we had a few drinks and whatever else happened. I don't really remember the situation, but I'm sitting on a seat and I've got my pants down and everything. Hilarious. I know, whatever. I may have been covering the shaft up a little bit. I think someone may have got a flash, who knows, but that's what we're doing. Like I said, close bunch. There was probably, I don't know, I reckon maybe seven, eight people could have been more um, in the room at a time. We're all pissing ourselves laughing and I'm just like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening, but we're doing it. And the person who actually decided to pour the wax on my balls was Jeremy's mom, Aileen. And it was friggin' hilarious. I think she couldn't even believe she did it the next time. And I bring it up and it's, it's so funny because she's not really a lady that gets very embarrassed, but it's quite it's quite funny to see her reaction. You're like, Daniel, don't tell anyone about that. Sorry, auntie, I'm doing standing on the podcast right now. Um, but that's the way it goes. And she pulled the hot wax on my balls and I was like, whoa, shit. Um, that was interesting and everyone's pissing themselves out. It wasn't actually that bad. It was just a little messy to try and peel off afterwards. Um, and I was like, you know what? That's okay. That wasn't, that wasn't too bad. Like, see, I'm good. I don't, I don't need these naked briefs on underneath. So I thought, um, 
And then what we decided to do next was I, we were shoot day and we were doing the scenes. And as everybody knows as actors is that we were, we had the hot wax, you know, and what happened was it was a candle wax, you know, and so the actress that I was playing off of had the, had the wax in her hand before the take and she's just ever so slightly just doing this all the time, just circling the glass, just letting the flame go and the wax burn and just build up and build up and build up. Little did I know this at the time, but we go to do the take. And so I got my robe on or whatever, whipped that off and um, no, it had the robe on actually in the scene. So we opened it up, you know, to get the shot tricking it a little bit but we got got all the shot obviously because that's what happened just no shaft involved this is a m-rated movie you know come on guys there's blood and violence and things like that a little bit of sex but it's not you know we're not showing much um and after that what happened was we did the take and so we basically thought you know we've kind of got one take to do this that's it one take that's all we got we got to get it and so she's there circling that that um candle wax around and so we go to do the take action. She pours it on and there's literally like this thick of wax, not thick, I should say creamy. And there was so much, there was no needed for overacting in that experience because God damn was that fucking hot. And I fucking almost leaped out of my own pants that I wasn't wearing. It leaped out of the robe almost. And it just, it was like, oh, woo, God Damn it. It was uh, what I could only surprise is if you've ever seen uh, Road Trip and um, Sean William Scott, I think it is, and he gets the fingers up the bum. Yeah, it was something between that and, you know, Wolf of Wall Street getting spanked, something along those lines. But it was high-pitched. It, 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 I felt that one. It was, uh, yeah, highly sens- sensitive area, and uh, <laughs> that was some hot wax experience. And everybody pissed themselves after that. I'm like, oh, my God, what were you doing with that? And I, then I, like, clicked. It's just like, oh, yeah, I was just circling that route. I didn't even realize it was so much goddamn wax. It was hot, man. It was hilarious. And I had to actually act through the scene after that. Another actor comes in. We're acting through this, like, probably two- to three-minute-long scene at that point. And, oh, man, it, w- it was hilarious. But, hey, I did it for the shot. It worked out great and it was hilarious. Um, and like I say, not many people are going to have to do that, but that's just that's just what I did in the circumstance, you know. And, yeah, that's what happened. And that was just one, one of those uh, moments where just did what you did for the camera. Now everyone's scared they're probably going to happen to them one day, but, hey, that's just Jeremy's sick mind writing those things rolls in. I don't know. Maybe he's experienced what he wants to experience on the side. Who knows? <laughs> I'm kidding, brother. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it was great. But um, yeah, so that was just a, you know, a bit of a funny experience that we had on that set. It was awesome. If, uh, if you ever get a chance to catch that movie, check it out because it was a really solid indie um, indie film that we did. Uh, it was great. It was about uh, 45, maybe two hours long and just, yeah, it was awesome thing. There's so many... Uh, satires or inspiration he gets from um so like a pulp fiction movie or quentin tarantino you know one of his favorite martin scorsese you know it was sort of that blend but with a jr hill complete spin on what he was doing you know and um that was just an inspiration sort of thing for him i guess uh whilst doing it but amazing time wouldn't change it for the world you know like none of these things i would change for the world because it's growth for you as a character as a person it's a learning curve like anything in life that happens and any downfall that you do have you will bounce back and you will learn from you know is you just gotta you gotta feel that you gotta tell that within you you gotta deal with it at the time because pushing it down and suppressing it only means it's gonna build up like a water flow and that dam's gonna bust at some point and you're gonna be left there standing there going what am i doing like seriously what am i doing with with my life what's what's happening because you're like and then you're like do i want to keep doing this again you know um, you have the complete and utter confidence just completely knocked out of you. And that's a shitty place to be. Um, I'll admit from a person like me, I'm, I'm all about self-belief and all about confidence. I'm kind of thriving off that 100%, you know. And I guess that's what is an attractive quality to people, you know, and maybe why I got some roles and things like that. But when that gets knocked out of you and you're just standing there with nothing left, you're the one that has to rebuild yourself. No one else is going to help you. You got to do that all on your own, and then you got to get back out there again, dust it off, and 
go back out and fight again, you know, and that's just life. It happens in any aspect. It's not just performing. It's in every aspect of your life. You're going to have to confront situations like that and you're going to have to have the tools about you to approach it and you're going to have to know that. And you can ask all the advice you want from people, which is great and fantastic to do, but at the end of the day, you're the one who's going to have to put it into practice. You're the one that's going to have to do the work and strengthen up your shield of armor to repel anything, any negative comments or any neg negative aspects that come at you and deal with in, in life and, and performing. And that's just something you're going to have to learn. And as I said, that's the meditation, the sensitizing exercise was a huge groundbreaking point for me in my evolution and my journey as a performer and as a human being, as a man, you know, and I, and I had to go through that. No one else could do it for me. I had to go through it myself and you will too. Whether you're a male, female, however you identify as, that's it's just something that you're going to have to deal with in life. And there's no way of, you know, getting around that. Um, but there's more, ex there's more exercises, there's more techniques. There's a lot of things out there that you can learn from and not just this. There's, you know, so many things on YouTube or other podcasts or books or audio books or, you know, anything, clips, um, or just simply talking to your other people that you know, other performers, other other people in life. You just learn from them, learn through them as well as your own experiences because that is just highly beneficial. But, um, you know, we're going deep on this. <laughs> it's not called going deep with Dan Good for a reason, you know. Um yeah, and, and that's just what I wanted to do. It's just one of the few aspects that I wanted to talk to you about today um, and learn from me, learn from my experiences if you don't learn from your own in that regard because it's going to come up no matter what. And there's so many other aspects I could talk to you about right now within the methods and and everything that uh, that you that that'll be uh, vital to you, but I, I couldn't recommend these these two books um, anymore. No acting, please, with the Eric Morris technique and Stanislavski, an actor prepares. That's an old school book. The actor prepares, obviously, it was around a long time ago. One of the original godfathers of of acting, you know, and the method acting approaches. Um, and as I said, like a lot of these methods that you'll find now that you'll learn in class, that you'll learn through books and any, any information that you get, it's probably going to be hybrids of, of that method technique, you know, and just fit it into ways, um, that we go about our lives now. And that, that's just the way it goes. And yeah, so th there's a lot of material out there guys to, to learn from. Um, yeah, but I mean, another thing I say is, uh, Merry Christmas to everyone. It's, it's the end of the year. I know it's it's been a crazy year, 2020, man. <laughs> a lot of people like it's a write-off, but like, as I've said in all these uh, aspects that I've just spoken about in life, you, you learn from it. Why write it off? It's a part of your life, you know? It's a part of you. And I'm sure there's been positive aspects. If you look hard enough or you, don't, you barely look at all, you're going to find them. Sure, there can be negative ones, but why dwell on the negative? Because you're only giving that negative energy and that negative thought fire you're giving it you're giving it energy you're giving it power over you and that's something that you need to take control of yourself don't boost it up don't give it props give yourself props you know look for the positives in every situation because there will be some no matter how hard it is heartbreak you know love loss there's worse thing, there's bad things that happen in life and I understand that and I sympathize with you you know like I'm not saying I've had the hardest life out there because I haven't but I've had downfalls. I've had my confidence not completely out of myself and been left. And as I said, left with nothing because I'm a full confidence belief guy. And that's just things I've had to learn through and grow through, you know. And But when there's moments that like that happen, I almost automatically, when I take myself out of it, I, I realize that this is a huge learning experience. And I'm like, I can see the positives in it because I decided to not dwell on the negative a long time ago. Who wants to live life in regret and negativity? Because that gets you nowhere. It gets you bitter and old if you're lucky to get old. Don't go down that path. Choose the positive aspect because there's so many positive things happening around you in life. You just got to stop and look and listen and feel it within you, within the people around you. And if they're not, if they're negative people, then maybe that's a choice you need to make to get them out of your life because it's not always going to be, people aren't always supposed to stay in your life forever. 
And it's just something that I've had to learn because I've been a people pleaser, you know, and I still like to do that and help everybody around me that I come in contact with you and all my friends, my good friends or anyone around me will, will tell you that because I do naturally help them. Sure, I've made mistakes and I've done dumb shit before in my life, but I've learned from it, you know, and I'm a better man for it today. And that's probably, you know, and that stems from probably why I started the podcast because I want to connect with people in a larger audience and be able to help them with their lives, you know, and by helping them, it helps me because I'm connecting with you. I'm, I'm helping myself. It's like there's a form of therapy that comes with talking to people, just letting it out, you know. Um, however you do that, even if you journal, you're letting it out and you're moving on from it because you're alleviating that out of your mind and you're moving away from it. It's... It's goddamn scientific, psychological, whatever you want to put it. A lot of people say it, but talking's a good one for me. I don't know how many people I've counseled, <laughs> spoken to on my couch that have ended up in tears. And I'm telling you, big burly dudes, I'm telling you, it's happened a lot. And I must have this ability to naturally disarm people, I think. And they talk to me and we're able to work through things. And that helps me because then I, I'm so interested in that. And then I work it back to myself and I'm like, I'm doing some of this stuff. And I'm kind of what I'm telling them, I'm telling myself at the same time, you know, and this has been therapeutic doing this podcast, you know, um, and it's a positive aspect for me that's come out of 2020. I started this podcast in 2020. First, the first episode I did was in January. It dropped in February and we've done one every month ever since, you know, and I wanted to do more at the start. I wanted to do one every goddamn week because I love doing this and I love connecting with you guys and everyone that's listening at home. And that's what I set out to do. It's just, doing things by yourself sometimes is very hard and I had to learn all this and a huge learning curve for me there was a lot of things that happened that I had to like learn myself I had to learn a lot better editing I had to sync the sound audio that I'm giving out I had to get a professional equipment do it all you know and sync it up with the video and everything for the YouTube version of this for you guys and that was a learning curve in itself and there was so much that, like I knew how to do edit edit my own show reel demo reel whatever you want to call it before then I've done you know, editing before and stuff like that, you know, um, I don't pigeonhole myself and just being an actor. I love to get hands on and do everything, you know, because you learn so much from doing those other aspects, whether you're in front of camera or behind, you learn doing both things. Believe you me, you definitely do. And you can watch yourself from outside of yourself that way too. And as I said at the start of the podcast, that watching yourself on um, camera and takes is another thing that you eventually work out that skill uh, as an actor and it's so much growth I was talking to a mate recently that was just going through all that and you're sending me stuff and I'm like how good's it been you know I bet this is growth for you looking at these aspects and he, as slowly every cut of his reel was getting different and he was switching scenes out and this and that and other and chopping them down and he was realizing the makeup of what it takes for him to be an actor and what he looks like on screen and it's a hard place to get to to be critiquing um, yourself it's believe you me it's really hard but it's such a great growth aspect for you as a performer once you do that and you'll benefit from that um hugely when you get to that point um of performing um but yeah as, as i say it's just uh you go through these things and, and there's always positive aspects to look at it and and doing this podcast this year has been huge for me just connecting with everybody. Um, it's been therapeutic, as I said. Met some awesome guests, obviously reconnected with friends and people in the industry that I hadn't talked to a lot um, for, for a long time and it's just an excuse to catch up and sometimes that's all you need. And the crazy things come from it when you're when you're talking with with everyone and then you get ideas just spark and then you're on another avenue, you know? And so, yeah, I, I got one out every month and I'm proud of doing that, you know? And look at, you know, I'm doing one solo right now without a guest. And I love doing it with guests because I love connecting with people and finding out how they do what they do because that's what it's all about for me. You know, it's, it's a journey that we're going down with this podcast. It's a journey that they're going through and I love to learn from them and see how they do what they do. And I hope that you guys at home get something from the people that I've had on, get something from me and what I'm saying. Um, and just be able to put that those aspects to your life and, and what you're doing as a performer, what what you're going through, and hopefully enhance your performance um, and enhance your life in some way. That would be amazing. That's the ultimate. That's, you know, like even just you get a little bit from this podcast. I mean, that's my job done basically. And it's not a job because I love doing it. And that's why we're in this industry because we love doing it. And it shows in the work. It just simply does. It shows in the work. And 
yeah, I hope everybody gets that chance to do what they love, you know, and enjoy their job per se or their lifestyle choice. I mean, look, I'm still working full time. You know, I work in the automotive industry, the mechanicing and everything like that, um, and do acting and filmmaking on the side all the time, basically another whole full-time job. And now I'm throw podcasting into the mix and everything else that I try to do and still have a good time and go out, you know, and meet people and whatever else. That's just part of part of life and that's uh, the fulfillment that you find in, in what you do and that that's only up to you. No one can tell you how to live your life and no one should tell you how to live your life. you got to find that out for yourself. You're on your own journey. You're on your own passionate exploration in this life, you know, and I hope you find every bit of it for yourself. And that would be my one gift for you guys, the gift of knowledge this season, this festive season for Christmas, you know, or how, however, whatever you celebrate, you know, I know some people don't celebrate Christmas or whatever religion, belief or that, that you follow, you know. Um, I just hope you can get something from what we're doing here. I really do because there's, I, I believe we've got quality content and you can learn something from the things that we've spoken about here. And, yeah, I hope you can apply that to aspects of your life and live a more fulfilling, better, passionate, thrived life, you know? And that's that's what we're doing here. But um, look, we've got some, as I say at the end of these podcasts a lot of the times, but we're, the guests are just getting better and better. We've got them lined up. Like I've used it, I've, I've approached a lot of my friends um, to do these podcasts, people that I know that are on the hustle that are doing awesome things that I think you'll definitely get a lot from and I get a lot from speaking to them. And I've got some awesome ones lined up and people that I'm going to approach some, but some big guests, you know, and I just wanted to get this whole thing just set up, moving right. And so it could be the best for you guys, you know, professional audio for the audio platforms, nothing worse than having wor- uh, bad audio. And we've slowly built up the production value with the actual video portion of this podcast. Um, as I said, we brought on, um, Chris and his girlfriend, uh, Cassandra, the last couple of weeks, uh, well, last couple of podcasts they've got in with a way awesome, they're doing an awesome job with the, the, the equipment that they've brought in to, to film this and do it. And, you know, we, there's always teething things that we're trying to work out in, in the process of it all, but yeah. And hopefully, well, we should be having back, um, next podcast and, yeah, it's, it's quite probable that we're going to have an actress that's been in LA um, for quite some time. That's an uh, Australian young lady that's done very well, you know, over over there as well. And um, she's back over here at the moment, given COVID times and everything. And I think she's due to go back there. But there's a, we're lucky enough to have a lot of productions coming here in Australia at the moment. Um, some huge things uh, filming that. Yeah, a couple that I've had a few days on set of and um, yeah, been an awesome experience to see that. And there's a lot more coming here too because we're opened up here in Australia and Queensland specifically at the moment too, um, where I'm located. And, you know, there's stuff filming on the Gold Coast and there's stuff filming up in Brisbane and, and hopefully it's it's opening up a lot more for you guys too um, everywhere that, that, you're, that you're able to, um, that you're able to get in, get stuck into and, and for those people that um, at the moment are on lockdown, you know, still and and still fighting the good fight, you know, stay positive, guys. You know, like I hope this this podcast is reaching you and it's doing something for you. You know, I'm thinking of you, sending that love to you guys and and whatever you're doing. I just 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 stay positive. You know, like I said, find the positive aspects in this. There's always something to do. You could be working on your technique. You can be working on a lot. I know you're like, oh well, Dan, I don't have any uh, work coming up because we're in lockdown at the moment, but you're going to get out of this, you know. We are, as as humanity, going to get out of this. It's not going to hold us down forever. It's probably forever changed things in a certain degree. In some aspects of your life, it's definitely probably changed things. Um, that's just something you got to roll with, you know. It's, it's just it is what it is. You can't change it, but what you can change is your attitude towards everything and how you approach it. And I just want you to work on that. I hope you, I, I know you can work on that and you can get better and you can, when you're out, back out again, you're going to be stronger for it. You're going to go out there and you're going to kick some ass. You're going to take no names, you know, you no bullshit. You're just going to go at what you're going to do and you're going to go at it with thriving passion and you're going to achieve your goals. That's what I want you to know. I want to leave you with that. That's, that's, that's what it's all about. Just kicking your goals, you know, like actually achieving the things that you set out to do. 
And you got to reward yourself with every little goal that happens. You know, you can have big dreams, big aspirations like we all have. Um, and whether you don't, you know, if your dreams aren't big enough, they don't scare you, they're probably not big enough. Um, and that's an old saying, but it's a good one. And that's just something that you need to find within yourself. And you can do that too. And But you got to celebrate the little wins along the way. We spoke about it on the last podcast with uh, Laurie and Jace. And, you know, we had the Hard Knock Life series that they worked so hard behind the scenes to get over the line and get signed by Amazon Prime and all those other streaming platforms. And it was crazy. I mean, even I said I was surprised a little bit, you know. But it's just you never know what's going to get over the line, eh? And, and um they, they attributed to them that they worked their ass off behind the scenes to get that to happen. You know, they made all the networks, they made connections, and it didn't all happen awesomely straight away overnight. Um, they put in the work for months and months and months on end, like six months, a year later after we shot it, you know. And that's a quick turnaround for one of these things. And it doesn't always happen that way. Um, so that's just, that's just a, an example of what can happen when you put your mind to it and you get that hustle about you and you have that work ethic that you can make it happen. And that's what, what I'd love to love for you guys to have happen to you and whatever facet it is of your career that you're going down, you know, it doesn't have to be acting. It doesn't have to be filmmaking. Um, it can be anything like we've had a bunch of guests on this. On this year, you know, we had, as I spoke about, Anissa, stand-up comedian, actress, and there's a whole lot more to that. Uh, we had Pete on there, and he, he was talking about relationships in his book and his e-books e that he's put out and relationships and strengthening those. We had Victor, my man. What's up, brother? And he was on and, you know, talking about fitness and well-being and that nutrition you know, um, had the bro episode with Damo. It was awesome, bit of fun, you know, and we'll have a few more of those coming. Don't you worry. Um, when I do do that one with, uh, Jeremy, hopefully, yeah, yeah, we'll be having a few drinks. So it's going to get wild. That's nah, going to be good. Cause he's a wealth of knowledge. Um, we had so many people along the way. We had Julia, Julia Baker. Um, yeah, I think I got that right. Jesus, I'm blanking. Terrible with names, but Julia, you know, she had her snake catcher series that, um, the snake boss, and Snake Sheila in some places that she got out and that was through backing herself, sheer will and determination, you know, and a couple of seasons on, on TV over here and, and it was on uh, Amazon Prime and everything as well. Um, and that 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 reached a few people over the world because I, there was messages on the YouTube and everything of people that had related to that show that had seen it on Discovery and everything else. Um, or yeah, I think discovery. Yeah. And, you know, and we've, we've had awesome, you know, Bernard backed himself. He got a TV pilot done and he got, he got a lot of things done with what he's doing and he's still going at it now. I know that. And that, that's, that's a great strength, you know, Jesse as well. I've seen him with MJ and Chris and what they're doing in Sydney, you know, and, and props to the boys, you know, Arc Productions, they're doing their thing. Um, hope to get MJ on in the future, doing his stunt work and everything. He's, a, he's, a, he's awesome dude. You, you have fun with him. Um, yeah, and just, just everybody that I've had on, you know, it, it's just been great. And Kim, you know, did her thing on The Voice. As I said, she was not really putting herself – she would perform and she was always a performer, a good musician, you know, and she just had to transform and adapt to what she was doing and what what she was um, putting out there as content. And she got better and she's so much better for it. She had a life experience. She went over to Europe. She did her thing, came back, rejuvenated, revised. She had a lot of bad things, you know, a lot of unfortunate things happen. Her dad passing and I believe it was her nana or her grandma as well. And she just kept on fighting the fight, you know, doing her thing. And she ends up on The Voice and propelled her career. And she did a fantastic job on there. She's still doing her thing and she's out there. And, and one thing she was trying to, that we've spoken about with the different people that have been on is that, trying to find your lane, but trying to find your look too and what you're doing, but not trying to force it, you know. There's so much with the day and age of social media and everything that's going on is that you force all these images out there and they're really fake and then just not genuine. But what I want you to do is be your genuine self, you know, because what you've got is the only thing you've got. Why pretend and live a different life within yourself? You just be yourself and just go at it and you'll grow, you'll adapt and you'll get better and just put yourself on shine, you know, because the most attractive quality in this world is you being you and being yourself. And that's what people are attracted to. That's what I'm attracted to on people and I believe it. Home, that's where you guys are too and anything you do in that aspect is is just amazing you know and you will grow on that journey you will find things within yourself you will you will get you will strengthen the armor and you will be a better version of yourself each time and and you'll get knocked down sure happens it's life 
but you'll come back stronger and learn from these hard moments in life. Find the positives and move forward and keep that, keep it going. You know, that's all we can do. You just got to back yourself. If you don't back yourself, how do you ever expect anyone else to? And that's what I want to leave you with today. Guys, I love you. Thanks for listening. I appreciate every one of you guys listening or watching this because, you know, like we're going to have a small group of fans at the start. It's just going to build and it's just going to keep building. And that's what we're just going to keep doing the damn thing. And that's what we got to do. Just keep consistent with it. I hope to bring more episodes out to you guys in the future. You know, hopefully we'll get to that point of what I want, one a week or more. And we're just going to keep trying up the production value, the guests that are coming on, everything that we're doing for you guys and doing it for you. It's also helping me. It's helping everyone that's coming on. So yeah, if you if you guys want to subscribe to the YouTube um, page, that would be awesome. Let's get those subscribers up. You know, show us some love in that regard. Follow uh, Five Star the podcast on iTunes. That helps awesomely for the algorithm. Unfortunately, we're governed by that a lot of the times these days. So that would be amazing if you guys could do that. Those two things would mean the world to me. That would be your Christmas present to me, and I would love you forever. Love you long time for it. And you know, follow it on. Um, Spotify as well, which, you know, we've got it on there, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher. It's, yeah, we're growing the platforms. We're just getting it out there, guys, and and much love to you. Appreciate you. Keep fighting the good fight. Find the positive in every situation. Just keep doing what you're doing and being yourself because at the end of the day, that's what shines through and that's what we all love. Right, guys, peace out. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you all.